Clippers Daily with Jason Mertides. Welcome to the month of May. It's a May 1st edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Elaine Vigneault uh, with his uh, availability yesterday. We'll hear that momentarily. And something very interesting that caught my ear in that press conference yesterday. Something very interesting. Uh, But Flyers are back at it tonight. They will take on the New Jersey Devils. Each team has played 50 games. Flyers with 51 points through those 50 games with a record of 22-21-7. New Jersey with a record of 16-27-7, 39 points. Both teams have been eliminated from the playoffs. Two teams from the East Division, the Mass Mutual East, have now punched their ticket to the postseason, each with 69 points. Uh, Washington threw 50 games with 69 points, and Pittsburgh as well threw 51 games with 69 points. Uh, still one spot up for grabs. Well, two spots are up for grabs, but the New York Islanders and Boston Bruins are a point separated from each other. Uh, the Islanders threw 50 games, 65 points. The Bruins threw 49 games, 64 points. And the Rangers still mathematically alive, but uh, running out of scenarios at this point. So it is the Flyers and the Devils tonight. They have two more games to play this season. Tonight will be the fourth of four straight. They'll wrap up the season on May 10th with a a game against each other, also at the Wells Fargo Center. Tonight's game at the Wells Fargo Center as well. In between uh, the game tonight and the final game of the season, two at home against Pittsburgh and two on the road against the Caps. Uh, So Flyers and Devils coming up tonight at the Wells Fargo Center. Uh, after we hear from Elaine Vino, we're going to get to a bunch of Twitter questions. And uh, But let's hear from the head coach. The head coach spoke yesterday uh, as the team was skating for practice, and here's what he had to say. Hi, Elaine. I know you've still got the, the rest of the season here to play out, but can you reminisce, look back just a little bit and, and say, is there anything that you can look at and say, you know, this is where things sort of didn't go the way we expected them to go this season, why you're sitting here, you know, out of the playoff contention. Yeah, you know, uh, I've been getting questions in that form here for for a little bit here. And like I've said on every occasion, now is not the time to uh, to reflect on the past. We'll do that once the season is over. I'll answer your, all your questions at that time. Uh, right now, you know, our group, uh, I gave the day off to five players today that uh, logged a lot of minutes yesterday. Uh, the other guys are skating right now, and um, we're getting ready to, to play tomorrow, and we're going to do everything we can to win a game. So uh, that's uh, that's my focus at this time. Regarding tomorrow, Kevin Hayes, you alluded to him not being 100%, and there was also some play there. Is he healthy enough to be a guy that's uh, going to be available for you tomorrow or in the lineup tomorrow? No, he, he, like I said yesterday, he would have been uh, available yesterday. Uh, you know, I, I decided that, uh, you know, he definitely can play better. He's a, a better player than what he's shown here in the last little while. Uh, but he's not the only one. Uh, you know, we have quite a few guys with uh, offensive capabilities that um, – have not uh, produced uh, in the last little while. Uh, Kutz's line has been our best, uh, but we need more throughout our lineup. And yesterday, Kevin came out, but he'll be coming back in tomorrow. So will uh, uh, Q will be coming back in tomorrow. So there'll be a couple of additions, and uh, I still have a couple of decisions to make there for uh, for tomorrow's lineup. Ghost is skating right now. And uh, we'll come up with uh, what we feel is going to uh, 
give us a, a best possible chance to win a game. And uh, we're going to go out there and do everything we can to win that game. You mentioned that there are a few of your guys who have not performed where you'd expect them to, uh, to perform. Is there a common thread there, Elaine, of, of why that is? I mean, are they just tired? Are they beat up? Um, you know, the heart's not in it. Is there anything there that, that, that links them? The one, one thing that I'm 100% sure is that their hearts are in it. Uh, they want to do well. Uh, they're trying hard. Uh, I'm not going to get into specific. Some guys, for different reasons, uh, haven't been able to get their game to where it, it needs to be. I have an idea of uh, the reason behind it. I'm not willing to share that at this time. Like I said, uh, at the end of the year, we'll, uh, we'll talk and, and I'll answer your questions at this time. I want this group to be focused on what's coming up here. And um, that's what, as, as a staff, we have to make sure that we do prepare our team. Obviously, we need a better start. Uh, can't be chasing the game all the time. We're really aware of that. And uh, we get an opportunity tomorrow to, to go out and prove that we can get a better start and uh, win a game. You've mentioned a couple of times today about the uh, the offensive struggles of a lot of the roster, uh, maybe uh, setting aside that top line. As a coaching staff, you know when that many guys are struggling to score, you know what can you guys do to put them in better positions to produce offensively? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question, and uh, you know you're you're looking for chemistry, uh, you're looking for uh, for a couple of guys to. Uh, to make plays and, uh, you know, get that swagger and that confidence back. Uh, you know, for a while we were, uh, you know, getting more pucks to the net and uh, getting a lot of traffic and second opportunities. Uh, now, we're, you know, we're sort of, instead of taking the shot, a lot of times uh, we're looking to dish it off to someone else. So, you know, at the end of the day, you need to get pucks to the net. You need to get, people at the net you need to get traffic you need to create scrambles you need to get create second opportunities uh we're showing guys video of that uh video of you know when they could do it uh, in a better form and uh, again they're going to get an opportunity tomorrow to to get it done and uh, that that's uh that's what they have to focus on and uh, stay in that present stay in that moment hey the um i apologize if you <coughs> excuse me if you already asked this uh do you know who your goalie is tomorrow yeah, Brian's yep. playing tomorrow. As far as goes, you say you're not sure yet. Uh, what will determine that? Uh, uh, he's healthy, or it's uh, him. Or, you know, it's it's him or and and our medical staff. But uh, he um, he uh, talked to Jimmy yesterday after skating, and uh, he he's been skating for three days. Mile sprain. Um, he's been pushing himself hard, and he uh, said to, to Jimmy t today before going on the ice that he felt real good. And I've been watching him skate here, and uh, I, I really expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow. He wants to play, and he wants to help his teammates. I remember you said you had heard a lot about Wade Allison. You've now seen him for eight games. Um, just what have you thought of his play? Yeah, I mean, you know, a young player that uh, obviously has got some some energy. Uh, you can also tell by, uh, you know, his positioning on the ice that uh, he's had good coaching. Uh, you know, in, in a lot of the situations, uh, he's putting himself in, in the right position. Uh, you know, big body. Uh, he's got, obviously, uh, some upside. Uh, you know, he needs to, uh, you know, understand the game at, at this level and, and probably pick up his pace a little bit. His pace is 
is is good, but uh, it probably needs to be better to uh, play on a consistent basis at this level and and be a player that can uh, can help a team win. Uh, you you definitely see there's something to work with. Is he going to put be able to put it all together? That's the question that we have with uh, you know a lot of young players, and hopefully he's got the the attitude and the, the right mindset to put it all together. Now, the second question that Elaine Vigneault was asked in that press conference about – he keeps getting asked what went wrong this year. He doesn't really want to go there while the team still has games to to play, uh, but talked about why certain guys – it was the second question that Ed Barkowitz asked him about guys, are they not into it, are they banged up, blah, blah, blah. And part of his answer really stuck out to me. He said, some guy – this is Elaine Vigneault's quote – some guys, for different reasons, haven't been able to get their game to where it needs to be. I have an idea for the reason behind it. I'm not willing to share it at this time. At the end of the year, we'll talk about it. That, that's, that quote just popped out to me. doesn't want to share it at this time, but at the end of the year, uh, he will address it. And I'm presuming that he meant publicly. So that'll be very interesting um, to see what he – his – he, he thinks the reason is a lot of times the coach will say I think this is the reason most of the time when a coach says that he knows what the reason is he doesn't think uh, coaches and general managers and staff they usually tend to know and when you're alluding to something you when you say I think I know the reason uh, a lot of times I think that means I know the reason so we'll see what that is. That just stuck out to me. Let's get to the Twitter questions right now. We have not taken Twitter questions in a while, so I figured uh, as we kind of head into the final week of the season, now's a great time to do it. Let's start off with uh, Tim Tobin, frequent tweeter to Flyers Daily, and we appreciate it. Everybody that tweets, I appreciate you as well. He said, uh, to fix the team and remake it, you're going to need cap room. If you were the GM, how would you remake the team and also create cap space to fix both the top six forwards and the top 4D. He said, I'd part with a high prospect to dump 25 cap hit uh, to sign Hamilton if he hits the free agent market, for example. Well, I, look, I think that you know this year's draft pick could be in play f- to do exactly that. I think that other draft picks, I think that prospects are part of that equation too. As far as fixing uh, the top, top six forward group, I, I, I think that you need Again, I've said this before, a shoot-first winger. Who that is, I'm not sure. Uh, As far as fixing the D, to me, you have a top four D if you have the top pairing right side for the top pair to play alongside Ivan Provorov, like you had with Niskanen. And again, you don't need an all-star. You just need a really good, steady, veteran, top top four, top pairing D-man to put with Ivan Provorov. And I think... The combination of the two of them uh, gives you a great top pair. Now, if I could get a 27-year-old Dougie Hamilton, if he does get to free agency, and not have to give anything up to get him other than cap space, then yes, absolutely, I'm in. I'm with you, Tim. All right, CJW1965 tweets in and says, I hate speculating about possible free agent signings because there's so many factors that play in. I'd like to know who among the young guys in the Flyers system right now will be on the team next year. He expect, he's, uh, this person said, I expect Allison to be there. He looks like an NHL player now. Who else? Well, that's going to really depend on what kind of departures there are, too. And if those departures are trades and what comes on, comes the other way. But th- there's a couple that I see. I think Morgan Frost 
that that's been one of the things about this year that stinks is this was a year that Morgan made the team out of camp and when Sean Couturier got hurt he got in there and he got hurt in his second game he hasn't played a lot of hockey his season was over had surgery he's back on the ice now as you heard him uh, last week on uh, when we had him on here on Flyers Daily but um, so I expect Morgan Frost to be on the team I think we can expect Tanner Lazinski and Wade Allison Beyond that, um, you gotta, I got to see the construction of the roster. And again, if there is uh, significant change in the offseason, is that change via trade and what comes back in the trade? Or is it you're going to lose a player, obviously, to Seattle, but is that a defenseman? Is that a forward? Is that a winger? Is that a center? We don't know that yet. So, uh, but, but those ones that I mentioned, I don't think Cam York is going to be on the team out of camp. I don't think that Tyson Forster is going to be on the team out of camp. I hope they earn it, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, Steve tweets in. He says, will there be any additional prospects we see on the Flyers these last six games? Maybe York or Sandstrom. Who are you most looking forward to watching? Well, I want to see York. Um, like I just said, though, I don't I don't know that York is a guy that's going to um, make the team out of camp next year. But I'd like to see him. He's dealing with a lower body injury right now, so that could be obviously preventative from from him getting in there. As far as Sandstrom goes, and, and I was kind of going back and forth with some people on Twitter about Sandstrom because they're like, why is Alex Lyon playing? Well, Felix Sandstrom um, came over from playing on the big ice overseas, and that's a huge adjustment for a goaltender. He did not have great numbers in the ECHL or the AHL. He's got a couple of good games under his belt now in the AHL just recently. And I don't think you're looking at chomping at the bit to get him in there. I don't. I just don't. Again, I'm conservative when it comes to goaltending because it does take time, especially for a guy coming from overseas to adjust. And now that the guy is playing pretty good in the AHL, why? Where's the upside in his development to throwing him in there and playing for the Flyers now? That that's what nobody has been able to explain to me. I know you want to see him, and we're curious. But he's just starting to play well. And if the Flyers' defense was much more structured and didn't break down as often as it has this year, then maybe you could convince me. But that hasn't been the case. You're throwing this kid into a very, very difficult situation. And for what? I, don't, I just don't get the upside in it. Again, I'm conservative when it comes to that position, but I don't see the upside in it. He might get a game out of necessity. But it's not something I'd be chomping at the bit to do. Anthony Giampalo tweets in, Giampalo tweets in and says, if it was a full 82-game season, do you think we would feel differently about the direction of the team? Huh, that's an interesting question. I, I never really thought about it. Uh, they'd have, obviously, more time to get straightened out. But I think we, if it was a full 82 as well, they wouldn't have been as condensed. Maybe that would have been, they'd have been better served in that regard. But... I can't think about that, Ant, because it's not. And at this point, they've earned what they are, and you are what your record says you are. And they're a team that's mathematically eliminated from the playoffs with basically two weeks to go. So um, I'm not sure how I would feel about it. So I can't answer. I know it's a hypothetical, but I'm having a hard time putting my brain in that position to answer it honestly. Uh, Colin Newby tweets in. He says, who is the third best defenseman on the Flyers roster behind Provorov and Sanheim? Uh, well, this year I just filled out my my team awards votes, and I put Provorov, Sanheim, and then Justin Braun. That's been the case this season. Phil Myers has, been, has not had a good year, <laughs> put it that way. Robert Haig's been injured a lot. 
I value his game more than a lot of people do. But um, And Sam Moran has had moments, but Sam Moran has also struggled quite a bit. Scott Beadle tweets in. He says, hey, Jason, possibly the best part about this season has been seeing several guys back on the ice after extended health issues. He said, is Oscar a lock for the Masterton Trophy? Um, he could be. That, that's one of the, one of many great stories. And obviously, he was a finalist last year. Um, but a lot of people kind of looked at it and said, next year's the year for him to win it. Um, he obviously has not been as as potent of a player as he was prior to his uh, diagnosis. And after what his body went through, we understand why. Uh, but he's going to be a finalist again. And, yeah, I, I hope that he does win it because he does deserve it. Uh, he's also said, Scott says, with a bunch of prospects pushing for spots, how do Patrick, Nolan Patrick, and Sam Moran fit in the puzzle going forward? Well, I, I, they're totally different, in my opinion. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think Sam Moran will be back. Um, I hope that Sam is able to continue on his journey in the NHL. Uh, I don't see a fit here, but I'm not the general manager. Uh, as far as Nolan Patrick goes, um, I, I think th- we've seen a lot out there that his name is involved in talks and he's a possible trade ship, and I think that that's a very strong possibility. Pat Eliason tweets in and says, what changes can they realistically make in the offseason to address their problem areas, areas beyond Carter Hart bouncing back? Well, number one is to get a, a top-pairing right-shot defenseman to play with Ivan Provorov. That's number one. Number two, add a little bit more grit to this lineup. And number three, uh, add a shoot-first winger. Not a sniper, not Patrick Line, a shoot-first winger. Um, so, and, and I think that those things are accomplishable in this offseason, both in the trade market and free agency market and with the expansion draft. Uh, Carter Hart's going to bounce back. I believe he'll bounce back. Uh, a big part of him bouncing back will be a top-pairing right-shot defenseman to play with Ivan Provorov. Uh, so, but I think they need, to, they need to find a little bit more grit and sandpaper to add to this roster too to give the, the opposition uh, a little more fear and a little bit more accountability on the ice uh, for, for the team you're playing against. Uh, BSL, Michael says, finish this sentence. Next year, the Flyers' D will be Provi, Sandheim, Zamula, and... Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Zamula out of camp. Uh, it will be Provi, Sanheim uh, for sure. Uh, I think Justin Braun will be here. Uh, but let's just say if he makes it to free agency, Dougie Hamilton. All right? Get people excited. East Van Philly tweets in. He says, indulge us here. What should be the first offseason move in order to get out of this current sordid mess? Um, well, the first thing is going to be for, is going to be the expansion draft. And then you're going to go into you know, free agency and the draft. Um, But the first order of business, the most important thing they need to accomplish is getting a right shot top pair defenseman. That is the first and most important step. Jeff Cantone tweets and he says, uh, a fantasy question, fantasy hockey question. Oh, cool. Uh, Which two goalies do I keep in a keeper league? Carter Hart, Jacob Markstrom, or Cal Peterson? Uh, You keep Carter Hart and you keep Jacob Markstrom. Cal Peterson's been a nice story this year, but uh, somebody answered your question, and I totally disagree. Jacob Markstrom's a really good goalie, so I would keep Jacob Markstrom. He should have won the or been a finalist for the Vesna his last year in Vancouver. All right, last question. Jeff Morgan tweets in. This is a great question. Um, well thought, Jeff. Good job. He says, do you think it will be wiser to give it one more year with this group and do the massive rebuild in the summer of 2022? You can trade expiring contracts of Couturier and Giroux at the deadline if the team stinks and have 
money to spend in free agency. Um, it's an interesting thought process. And it's, it's one I had to think about before answering this question. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I think that, look, I don't want to trade Sean Couturier. I went through this in a couple episodes back where I'm not trading Sean Couturier. I'm going to extend Sean Couturier. Look at Patrice Bergeron. Could you imagine if Boston would have traded him at 27? Or just gotten rid of Patrice Bergeron? He's 35 now. He's still an incredibly effective player. Couturier is the same player. Same exact, you know, 200-foot player. Offensive upside. Penalty killer does everything right. I'm not trading or getting rid of Sean Couturier. Um, But I I don't think you wait another offseason. No. I think that you make some pretty significant changes to this roster in this offseason, and I think that's the plan. I think that's what they do. All right, everybody. Thanks. Great questions, Jeff. Great question to finish it up on as well. Uh, I appreciate everybody tweeting in. If you could leave us a rating and review, I always appreciate that as well. Everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy your hockey tonight, and we'll bring you a brand new episode tomorrow. In the meantime, have a great day, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's Flyers Tale. Well, she was-